Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast show. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother, being a... Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Do you have a coworker who still doesn't trust the room? What do you mean? You know what I mean? Everybody out there, you go to work and there's still somebody in there who wears a mask around everyone, even if it's air filters and you know, COVID testing. And, we all do. You know, glad you don't have no mask on right now. Well, only when we speak, but when I walk outside, I put a mask on. Dramos wears his mask all the That's time. That's who I'm talking about. Okay. But Nick does too. Oh, I guess Nick does too. You're right. <laughs> I well, mean, mask shaming so does, people. In so, here. Does, so does Eddie. So does Daniel. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I think if you're not on the mic, you're supposed to be wearing a mask. That uh, is true. Makes me want to put mine on in between breaks too. Now, maybe I'm the stupid one. <laughs> maybe, never mind. Never mind, guys. <laughs> never mind. Carry on. Carry on. Be responsible, guys. I didn't know that. That I'm not gonna say I didn't know, but prank calls are back in a strong way. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. So, damn credit report people, right? No, not even them credit oh. report people. So yesterday, my aunt got a call, and it, it was said from Madison, New Jersey, but she was like, Grandma. Uh, you know, something happened. Please don't tell my dad I need help. I got locked up. I'm in jail. So my aunt sees Madison, New Jersey, just automatically thinks it's Madison. <laughs> so she calls my, my, my mother. Now my mom is crying because she thinks that Madison is locked up and in jail. Mind you, Madison's home sleeping, snoring. So my mom is crying, looking for Madison. She's calling Madison. Madison's not answering her phone because Madison's sleeping. It's Jesus. five in the morning. Uh-huh. My mom almost having a damn near heart attack. And Madison is fine. So that was one prank call. So then this morning, I see three, four missed calls this morning at like 5 a.m., right? But they're from numbers I don't know. West Coast numbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who the hell is this? So I call it back, and it's a guy, hi. I'm like, yeah, you call me? He goes, yeah, who's this? I said, who's this? Oh, you called the precinct. I said, I ain't got time for this. So I hung up, bang. He goes back, hey, how you doing? Envy. I'm like... What's up? Now, mind you, this is 4 o'clock in the morning. Mind you, you've called the priest in a million times in your life. Right, so I know that number. So I know (laughs) that number. But anyway, so it's like 4 o'clock. So I'm like, I got 30 more minutes to sleep. What are you calling me for? Hey, this is Murphy. Hey, I was just playing with you. Like, what do you want? This is Takashi 69's manager. Would you interview him? No. Was it really Takashi 6 ix manager? I don't know. He said his name was Murphy. I don't know. So he probably was calling from the priest and if he's Takashi 6 ix manager. Let's put all of this together. Let's tie, let's tie, but let's why would somebody call at that? Why would somebody call at that hour? He says, it, "Oh, so it, it, does it have to do with politics?" I said, "You call me at four o'clock in the morning. I just banged him. Bang. Why would you answer at four o'clock in the morning? I never know who it is. If somebody's Man. calling you that many times at four o'clock in the morning, I'm thinking it's some family. I'm thinking somebody's in trouble. I'm thinking I don't know. Everybody that I'm worried about is in that in the house with me. <laughs> okay, your mom don't stay in your house. Your dad don't stay in your house. It depends. Your, your siblings don't stay in your house. But uh-huh. it, 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 they would call. They would call a house phone. You know what I'm saying? Like my cell phone would be ringing. You still use the house phone? Yeah, I got a house phone. Oh, I Absolutely, I, still got I, a house I, phone. I don't think I know the house phone number. Nobody uses phone. the house phone number. I think and I just people, use people that supposed to have it use it. I think I just use it for faxing. Nah, you got to have the house phone number. I don't. Yeah, you got a house phone number. 
I don't have a house phone. But I, hey, I want to, I want to salute, <laughs> I want to salute little Logan for getting tired of watching The Bachelor, so he started doing old school prank calls. Man. <laughs> Drop on the clues bomb Yo, for Logan, I go man. For go ahead, Logan. I said that might be Logan. I feel you, Logan. I, I said that might be bro. Logan, man. I get it. I get it. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, today on the show we have Wendy Williams and Kevin joining us. That is right. Don't get people's hopes up like that. Right. Okay. Of course, her documentary comes out this weekend. Yes, and it does. They're going to be calling, checking in to talk about the documentary. And her and biopic. And, and the, the biopic. biopic that Charlemagne's mm-hmm. in. So we're going to be talking about no. all that. <laughs> I've woos- I've, I've though. I've, I've meditated. I got it out of my system. I talked to my sacred purpose coach last night. I got therapy tomorrow. You know, the thing about uh, letting things go, you're constantly letting things go. Mm-hmm. We, we have this this false perception in, our, in, in just the world, period, that when you let something go, it's gone forever. No, you're going to constantly be letting something go when you have triggers and traumas. That's just the way it is. All right, well, we'll okay. see if you're triggered and have trauma today when we have Wendy and Kev. Well, stop full, full, full disclosure, we recorded this yesterday, so I was still in the zone. All right? Nope. <laughs> I just need everybody nope. to know this. I was still nope. in the zone when we, they called after the show. They, they zoomed in after the Ladies show Ladies and yesterday. gentlemen, I just want you to remember a couple of days ago when I said F, F my That was haters, yesterday. F, F the people oh. that don't like me. That was Monday. Yeah, and yeah, Charlamagne yeah. and Yee was like, no, you got to woo side. Uh-huh. You got to forgive. You got to let go. We'll see after this interview. Well, I didn't, how you feel I didn't about know that. Kelvin Hunter was still such a trigger for me. <laughs> right, I didn't know. Wendy's cool. I didn't know Kelvin was still such a trigger. Though. All right. Well, let's get the front page news pop. What we talk about, ye? Well, let's talk about this GameStop share. GameStop share price. It went from under twenty dollars at the beginning of the month to more than three hundred and forty-seven dollars by yesterday. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with GameStop. They had a big, huge surge on the stock market. It started from under $20 at the beginning of the month, and it ended up at more than $347 by yesterday. Of course, Why? this is great news for them. Well, it all started on Reddit. They were on Reddit, and I guess a lot of people that were on there went and bought the stock in order to make the stock prices uh, go up. And that's what happened. And a lot of people were short selling stock, which means that they're betting on the fact that the company is not going to do well. And that's how they make money. So the people that were short selling GameStop actually ended up losing money. Yeah, they Mm. said some they said some uh, this is what the news said this morning. They said some uh, goofy, uh, I guess, people that work in the stock market. They said they were joking around and shot the stock up. And they said like a lot of hedge fund managers, a lot of hedge fund people are pissed off because they lost millions and millions. Millions and millions of dollars. They ain't find it too funny. So I wonder if they're gonna bring those kids up on charges or those people up on charges. I don't know that you can. Five billion dollars worth of losses yeah. on Wall Street because of what happened. For and so for a lot of these huge companies, they lost a ton of money. Investment firms like Melvin Capital, they're known for their short positions in GameStop, and so that's what. And then the other uh, chains that were affected: AMC and smartphone maker BlackBerry. So the movie theater chain AMC. So two struggling companies. They've been also very popular among short sellers, and they did that with their companies also. AMC Entertainment Holdings increased by 310% yesterday. Mm. So the stock market is risky, and it can be manipulated by people, so it's kind of their way of taking on these big Wall Street uh, companies. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's discuss the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. They're investigating an incident where a deputy sheriff was videotaped body slamming a student at why, Liberty why, High School to the ground. Why do we have to investigate? We all saw the goddamn video, the devil damn video. Why is there an investigation? Mm-mm-mm. Well, it, it, here's what's being said. 
Um, from my understanding, it was a disruption of a school function. The student was not complying with lawful commands. I don't care. She went after another student and from there ex excelled. And that's where the continued investigation is going from, from there. You can't restrain somebody without slamming them to the ground in the manner that this man slammed this little girl this to child. the ground. Let me tell you something. I know you wear your uniform, you have your badge, but you're still a man. As a man, you should understand the laws of, of manhood, the laws of nature. So before you do things like that to someone's sister, someone's daughter, someone's niece, ask yourself, what would you do to a man who did something like that to a woman you love? It puts people in bad predicament, especially fathers. You're, you're a dad. You see your daughter get slammed. You're asking way too much of me, a man. I don't nah. have that in me. Now, uh -huh. now, 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 I want five minutes. I want ten minutes. Then when I see you, now, if I hit you, now, I hit an officer, now, I go to jail, too? Yeah, I'll go to jail for that one. You might react worse than that. You're right. You know what I mean? Especially in a place like Florida, where everybody's standing around with their weapons on them. You're right. You know what I mean? You, you're asking way too much of, for a, grown of, of man. a man. Not even just a man. You're asking way too much of a human. You think a mother's going to stand by and watch nope. their daughter? Get slammed to the ground like that by a person? Come on, man. Don't let your badge in your uniform, you know, make you forget that at the end of the day, you're still a human and you have people around you that you love. And how would you react if something like that happened to one of them? You ain't no different just because you got a badge in a uniform? Come on, man. Stop. Yeah, imagine you don't even have to just worry about other students and something happening to your child. You have to worry about the actual security and the police officers in school doing something to your child. And just restrain. You, you can protecting. Re and you're a grown man. You can restrain that young lady without acting like you goddamn the rock. You know what I mean? A Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Sissy. Like, why would you do something like that? Come on. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. What do you look at me like that for? <laughs> I thought he was Randy, Randy Macho Man Savage. No, but in that case, he'd be Macho Man Randy oh. Sissy. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? All right. Yes. All right. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, FD. Good morning, FD. Good morning, Charlamagne. It's Rick. Good morning. Rick, Peace, Rick, King. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Blessed, black, hey. and highly favored. Yeah, man. I, I want to, first of everything, I want to thank everybody. Yesterday was my birthday. I want to thank everybody for uh for the birthday with the Instagram. I really appreciate it. Uh, happy born day, King. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, hey, Charlamagne, I heard you say some. I've heard MV do a lot of flexing before, but you said some super rich stuff this morning. No, I did not. What I say? You said you have a sacred person, a sacred purpose coach. What is that, man? That's some rich people. <laughs> Nah, it, she, she's like, her name is Yadi Alba, salute to Yadi. She's like a, a a spiritual therapist. And I mean, listen, that's not about being rich. That's just, you know, in, in, investing in something that, that's that's better bettering me. It's like getting a personal trainer or even having a therapist. You know what I mean? No, I mean, the, the phrasing of it just sounds very, very uh, opulent. Nah, this is spiritual. <laughs> she, she, she's, she's, she's an incredible human. Uh, but it's just like having a spiritual therapist. That's all. Salute to Yadi, my right, sacred purpose. Coach. Yes, sir. Sorry, sorry. So, Envy, those calls that you're getting, those are not prank calls, bro. Those are scammers. You got to tell your um, whoever your family member that's getting those calls about someone being in jail and stuff, they got to be careful because, or you might have to change that number because that call is, is, is for her to send money yeah, yeah, you know whoever that person is out of jail. Now, now we told I so, told I told her that yeah, that's a scam, you know, and they get a lot of older people, you know, what I mean, thinking that their grandchild's yeah, yeah. in jail and they just send the money. But yeah, now nah, I heard that before. A, a, a lot of a lot of Jamaicans in the Nigerian they do that scam. So I was just about to say that we gotta if, build a wall uh, around Nigeria. Yeah, and and if <laughs> and if and if you are getting that number two, that calls your number, you might need to change that number too, because like 
You don't want to be that accessible for stuff like that. Yeah, well, I ain't sending nothing, so I ain't got to worry about nothing like that. So they call the wrong person. I ain't, I ain't sending nothing. Yeah, he can't change his number for business purposes. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have that number. But thank you. But I definitely yeah, ain't sending yeah, no money, so they, they could keep calling. Don't I enjoy it. Once, once they get through like that, they're going to keep calling. So you got you, you just got to be careful because, you know, they do be getting a lot of people. Sounds like you've really, done this before, Rick. All right, thanks, man. You be good. <laughs> Rick was like, yo, stop blowing me up, son. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, check this out. I got a bone to pick with all y'all. First thing I want to say is, before I even get started, uh, DJ Envy, don't hang up on me. I got to make sure I say that. DJ Envy, don't hang up. But, uh, okay. Angelique, I want to get you because I ain't forgot about you going out there to pitch for your birthday. <laughs> yeah. I about me doing what? I ain't, I ain't forgot about you going out there all uh, the for your birthday. You got my boy Charlemagne and Envy up there uh, about to get sick because you want to go out and party for your birthday. Well, I'm not sick. I tested negative. Yeah. If they yeah, get sick, yeah. it's not because of me. Yeah. We, we'll see. We'll see how long that's going to be. <laughs> I already tested negative. How much longer can it go on? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You, you know, you know they got it now where they just testing them for free and and they just coming out positive. Ain't nobody doing that, so I don't know. What are you talking we're, about? We're I like you. I, I like the fact he we're, doubling we're, down. We're looking to that. We're yeah. looking to that. But uh, oh yeah, Charlotte, man, I want to get you because out of everything in the English dictionary, why do you get on here every single day and talk about something sweet, my brother? Why? Because I like candy. I like M and M's. You know what I'm saying? I think now and later's are great. You don't like Kit Kats? Oh, I know, I no, know. No. You like Snickers. No, no. So you going around here? You going around here like that, that dude off the Dr. Pepper commercial? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Lena from Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, Mama, get it off your chest. Hey, I just want to say that I love y'all so much. Y'all got me through like a lot of depression. We love you more. And I just want to go off my chest that I am a special needs mom of a six-year-old boy um, who has a genetic disorder, and I have been out of work for eleven and a half months due to the pandemic. And I just want to say that even though it has tested my depression and anxiety, I am getting. I mean, the guy I go to therapy once a week. Hey, uh, I just love you all so much. And follow me at underscore hot mom Lena to follow my story. I'm a big advocate in my city. I had a big L. I mean, a big W, not an L, a win. I recently um, sued my son's school district to send him to a special needs school, and I won my case last Tuesday. Wow! Congratulations! Wow. Congrats. But you got some money? Yes, y'all. Thank you. You got some money? No. So basically, I didn't want money. I wanted them to send him to a special needs school. The special needs school I wanted him to go to is $85,000 a year. Oh. So my lawyer basically Ooh, that's expensive. helped me prove that the education system for a public school wasn't fit for my son. So the school district has to pay that $85,000 a year, and I got to pay nothing. Okay. All right. That's, that's amazing. Fair. That's a blessing. Yes. So... And I'm a young mom. I'm a single mom. My son's dad is in prison. So just follow me at underscore hot mom Lena to just so. Okay. Well, hold on one second.
Do you have Charlemagne's book? I just ordered it two oh, days ago. Oh, oh thank you, Queen. Yeah. I would have sent you a copy, but I appreciate you. And I, I, I didn't think I was going to go through, and the only reason I'm up is because my son suffers from myocardial seizures, and he just had a seizure recently, like probably like two hours ago, so I'm just up. All right. Oh, well, take care of that baby, all right? Well, we sending you positive energy, love, and light, man. I wish I could send you something, but you already in therapy once a week, so no need to give you no talk space. Yes. I appreciate thank you. I love y'all so much. We love you, we love back, you more, thank Queen. Thank you for calling. Trav, I know why you're calling. Hey, today is a LeBron James the Rap birthday, baby. The leader of the new school dropped one of the clues balls for J. Cole, man. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday, J. Cole. J. Cole. Happy birthday, you J. Cole. You be saying stuff that's just not true, though. He just He's not the LeBron James the Rap. It's not about you today, Charlamagne. Stop. Ain't nobody talking to you. Stop. J. Cole, though. He's an amazing performer, amazing artist, and he's from North Carolina. Salute to the Carolinas. All right, so this is not about you. Anyway... I also want to say I'm hyped. You know, I'm on my way. I'm on my way to Puerto Rico. You know, I'm about to go to the airport to go to Puerto Rico. I'm so hyped. What'd you, you say you about to do to a dome? What'd you say? Say it again. He's going to Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto Rico. I think he said something about a dome. I was who like, you, what? Who you going with, though? Who you going with, though? I'm going with all my cousins, man. Okay. You I'm can't. going with all my cousins. And through some of my cousins that's not going, I've been talking about it. I'm not going to lie. Almost every day for the last two weeks. And people are like, oh, he acts like he never been nowhere. Like, bitch, I haven't never been nowhere. Been <laughs> well, listen, you well, protect Well, you, de- you deserve a break. You deserve a break, Trav. You deserve it. That's right. You protect yourself out there. You wear a mask and a condom, Trav, because I know you're going to turn somebody named Juan out. <laughs> no, I'm going to just, you know, disrespect on my little sister, and I wish she was going with me, but, yeah, man. But she is I'm with gonna, you. Go have a good time. She is with you. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. She is with me. She is with me. All right, All right, right y'all. That's all I wanted. Peace, King. All right, well, Yee, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and we'll talk about Seattle Seahawks offensive lineman Chad Wheeler. He was arrested over the weekend by police, and this is a difficult uh, situation to look at. I'm sure you saw pictures of his girlfriend Mm. who he allegedly attacked. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, we discussed previously Donald Trump's pardons, and one of the people that he pardoned was Michael Harry O'Harris, Death Row Records co-founder. He was in prison for over 30 years on drug trafficking and murder charges, and now he's done his first interview with the Daily Mail. He was very emotional and thankful for the opportunity. Here's what he had to say about freedom. It was an awestruck moment. I'm riding in the car with my folks and we're coming back from the prison. I just had a presence of mind and I just says, I don't feel it. And they says, what? I says, I don't feel what I just left. And, and that doesn't mean I don't feel the souls that I left in prison. But before that moment, I felt like I had never been in prison. Mm. That's how powerful freedom is. Mm. Wow. Now, he does want to use his position now to fight for criminal justice reform, and he wants to work with both Democrats and Republicans. Here's what else he had to say. And I'll tell you, man, every day, man, even now, I think about my participation, and it makes me sick to my stomach that I let him trick me to help kill my people. You understand that? That's killing me even today. Man, that brother needs a therapist or something. Prison, prison is a traumatizing experience. Now, how do you even make that adjustment after almost 30-plus years in prison? And he shouldn't beat himself up too much for what he was, you know, uh, uh, doing while he was just trying to survive. 
You know what I mean? Because he was just playing with the cards he was dealt at the time. Well, he's 59 years old now, and he is a free man. All right, Michael Strahan has tested positive for COVID-19, and that's why he hasn't been on Good Morning America all week. They said he only appeared remotely for Fox NFL Sunday because he's been taking these precautions. He's not experiencing any severe symptoms, but he does have daughters and his daughters did come into contact with him after he'd been exposed. So they're getting tested as well. And so is their mother who they live with most of the time. So right now we're not sure how much longer he'll be quarantining, but he's taking being safe. Yeah. Now, when I hear people like Michael Strahan tested positive for COVID, I need to know if they got symptoms or not. If he's asymptomatic, mm-hmm. I send my well wishes. I don't necessarily send prayers because God is, is backed up with prayers right now. There's a lot of prayers going to God. Well, you can send your well wishes. Well and wishes, not and well wishes. Too, if you're if you're actually sick and got symptoms, I send prayers. If you're just asymptomatic, I send well wishes. God is, you know, do both. God is on back order right now. Do both. Well, he's you. not experiencing any severe symptoms, fortunately, but he okay. just got diagnosed. Well, I send Mm-hmm. Well wishes. All right, now the Seattle Seahawks defensive lineman Chad Wheeler, he was arrested over the weekend and they were called by a woman. The police were called by a woman. She had locked herself in the bathroom and she told a 911 dispatcher that she was being killed. According to the report, Chad Wheeler attacked her, dislocated her shoulder and choked her to the point of unconsciousness. And when she woke up, he uh, she says that he was shocked that she was still alive. She said what was most terrifying was how cold he was. He thought I was dead on my bed and continued to eat dinner. When I ran into the bathroom, he said, wow, you're still alive while sipping on a smoothie. So uh, Chad Willer was taken into custody. He initially refused to cooperate with officers. His bail is $400,000. He was released Tuesday morning. This is domestic violence. And he did go on social media and say events happened over the weekend that transpired from a manic episode. I am deeply sorry for the pain and suffering that I have caused to Aaliyah and her family. I apologize profusely for the turmoil that I have caused to my family Teammates, fans, and those closest to me, the most important thing right now is that Aaliyah gets the care she needs and I get help. Both are happening. It is time for me to walk away from football and get the help I need to never again pose a threat to another. I cannot express my sorrow or remorse enough. I am truly ashamed. So he has been charged with first-degree domestic violence assault, domestic violence and lawful imprisonment, and resisting arrest. He will be arraigned on February 9th. That's horrible. He had a manic episode. Is he on medication or something? Does he? Yeah, they said he was on medication, but he didn't uh, take his medication the last couple of days. They said everything was fine. They said it was no argument, no beef. He just snapped. And they believe maybe he has a, some type of bipolar. Well, if he's on well his, his prescription situation. his prescription is for a bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And he, he didn't take it. So, you know, the, if you saw the pictures of the woman, I mean, her face is all bloodied under mm-hmm. her nose, under her everything. It looks awful. And that has to be one of the scariest things. And what do you do in a situation like this? Yeah, you know, it's, you yeah. know, it's, I, I don't know. If he's bipolar and he's not on his medication, I mean, he, he snapped. Right, but what happens in that situation? Because you know the young lady, the family, the young lady. You know, he you should, don't know. You feel like he should be locked up. I mean, he he, he almost killed mm-hmm. him. Like she said, she was out, and then when he she said when she woke back up and ran to the bathroom, he was like, "Oh, I thought you were dead." And then he came in the bathroom and then apologized. But you know, but he, he uh, clearly he needs help. I mean, he though. definitely should be locked up, but he also should be getting help while he's locked up. Mm-hmm. He should be. Getting- I mean, look, he's three hundred and ten pounds. She's one hundred and forty-five pounds. Yeah, but he think should, about he, that. He should be locked up, and he should be definitely getting some type of mental health care treatment while he's incarcerated. But I don't know well, what you do with that. If, you, if, you, if you're already taking medication, if you're already taking medication, well, that can happen at any moment. But he didn't he take it. He wasn't taking it. He wasn't taking it. Mm. 
Allegedly. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss. What if you should arrest people for not taking their medication? And the reason I say that is because of situations like this. If you're no, if mm-hmm. you know that you're a threat to society, if you're not taking your medication. But shouldn't, shouldn't there be some type it's of It's hard though because when people take their medication, they feel better and then they think they don't need it. Yeah, they think they I don't actually, need it. I actually worked for somebody who ended up committing suicide. He wasn't taking his medication because it also made him feel sick. And so it made him nauseous. So he had stopped taking it and he had a, a chemical imbalance and he ended up committing suicide. But you don't know what can happen when you don't take it. But sometimes you feel like I'm better. I don't need it yeah, anymore. I don't need this sometimes anymore. you feel like I'm. this is making me sick. I don't want to take it. Hmm. It's a lot of nuance to this situation. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm not. I'm not an expert. I don't know what needs to be done. All right. Well, front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Uh, well, let's talk about this town hall that just happened, and we got to talk about this vaccine and coronavirus. All right. We'll do that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting? Well, let's start with this coronavirus town hall that CNN had. And Dr. Rochelle Walensky, she's the director of the CDC, spoke about a lot of different things, including why only a fraction of the vaccines were distributed. She also talked about, and this was a question I had, if you've had COVID, should you still get the vaccine? Because you will have the antibodies for a while. And I know a lot of people that have been exposed to people and didn't end up getting it. So is it worthwhile to get it? Here's what she said. The guidance right now is that even if you've had infection before, we would still recommend a vaccine. We're asking people to wait 90 days from the time that they were infected. We don't know a lot about the long-term immunity um, of this disease. So we are still recommending it. Mm. I know it's early, but I'm not hearing too many success stories about this vaccine. Well, it's still early. I mean, it's early, but still. Remember, they started they started giving the first doses, what, January, early January. You, you got to wait 20, 25 days for the second vaccine. And then after the second shot, and you still need, I think, like another three weeks or four weeks for it to actually, you know, work. So when will we start seeing results, Dr. Envy? I don't know. I just yeah, results. I, I, ask, I ask a zillion <laughs> questions just like you. Oh, okay, I want to know when we're going to start seeing some results. March, by that, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, up. and Here we need Dr. more people have to get vaccinated. <laughs> Now, Dr. Fauci wants people to know that even if you do get the vaccine, that doesn't mean that you can just be all willy-nilly. Why not? The maximum immunity begins about 10 days to two weeks and beyond following the second dose. That goes for anyone, regardless of whether you want to travel or not. I mean, if you absolutely have to travel and it's essential, then obviously one would have to do that. But we don't want people to think because they got vaccinated, then other public health recommendations just don't apply. That don't make sense. I get vaccinated and I still got to be extra careful, wear a mask and all that. I got vaccinated. Well, i tell you what, even after, even later on this year, even next year, I'm still going to wear a mask when I'm out and about. I'm going to wear a mask in the airport. Like, you know how we used to look at Asians yep. for all mm-hmm. these years and be like, what the hell is wrong with them? Like, what, what, what they know that we don't? Well... I'm following their lead from now on. But if I get vaccinated, I should be able to go to the, my restaurants. I should be able to go out, correct? Right? I'm vaccinated. I'm I don't think, immune to it, right? Yeah. I don't think we'll ever be the same, bro. I think we done trimmed so much fat that we realized, you know what? I don't have to do all this extracurricular stuff. Mm. And really- there's people running around with the antibodies that feel like they could just do whatever they want to. I had the antibodies. I got the antibodies. But listen, those wear off, too. I see people have gotten it twice, so... Still got to be careful. Now, PETA has been mocked on social media. And the reason why is they want to make sure that people understand that words can create a more inclusive world or perpetuate oppression. Calling someone an animal 
as an insult reinforces the myth that humans are superior to other animals and justified in violating them. Oh, shut up. So they have a, a guide for you. Instead of saying chicken, say coward. Shut Instead up. of saying rat, say snitch. Shut up. Instead of calling someone a snake, call them a jerk. Shut up. Instead of calling someone a pig, call them repulsive. And instead of calling someone a sloth, which should be very offensive to sloths out there, call them lazy. First of all, Peter, we don't even know if what we call animals is actually their names. You labeled them chickens. You labeled them pigs. You labeled <laughs> them dogs. Have you ever spoken to one to, to ask them if that's what they're called? Have you? Stop it. You don't even know what the hell you're talking about, Peter. But who labeled us humans? Well, Peter said that building houses is this... <laughs> Building houses is a skill that humans excel at, yet there are plenty of skills and talents other animals have. Humans can only dream of. Birds can soar through the sky at ease. Ants can lab organize their labor toward a collective goal, which is amazing, by the way. When you see like a, a group of ants carrying something really heavy, you're like, wow, that's amazing. And um, and, uh, <laughs> and salmon can swim upstream to find their oh, home. God. Seriously, <laughs> somebody asked Peter who named animals. Where did all these animals get these names from? Where did all these animals get these labels from? Huh? Noah's Ark. What? Yeah, the Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Bible. Who wrote the Bible? I'm not doing this today. I'm saying I'm <laughs> asking y'all simple questions. I'm not, I'm not doing this today. You I'm labeling not. you're labeling <laughs> these animals things and you I'm don't even know this. if that's their name. God wrote the Bible. Man, shut up. I'm man. not I'm not doing this today. You don't know if chickens are chickens? Have you I'm ever not, talked to a chicken? I'm not doing Have you ever sat down with a chicken and said, how do you feel about being called a chicken? My daughter asked Maybe. me who made God the other day. I'm not doing it. <laughs> That's I'm a not, great I'm, question. I wasn't doing it yesterday. Well, they're tired of y'all using phrases. They're tired of y'all using phrases like ape-ish and stuff like that. That's insulting. Well, and they, they ain't never been in the club going ape, so they don't understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If they ever been in the club going ape, they would understand. I'm not doing okay. this They're tired of y'all going <laughs> ham. First of all, ham ain't even an animal. See what I'm saying? Ham not even a goddamn animal. It's a pig. A pig is an animal. No, but, but, an animal. but we don't see the pig and say, look at that ham. Or maybe we do. Do we? I don't know. Yes, you do. I don't eat pork. Maybe look at that bacon. I don't know. Once again, though, who labeled the pig a pig? Who labeled the ape a ape? I'm not doing this with y'all. Somebody labeled, somebody gave them, gave them those names. Stop mm. it, man. Well, I'll stop calling you guys birds. Because it's offensive to the birds. Yeah, Thank you. All offensive. right. Well, that it is, is your front page we can't fly. That's disrespectful. <laughs> if I was a bird, I'd be like, why are you calling them Whatever they be calling us. Oh, my goodness. They can't fly. Oh, my See? goodness. <laughs> Birds probably look at us All and right. think we stupid. Oh, we getting fly. Hey, you ain't got no wings. They ain't never <laughs> seen you in the air, but Yo, you're on the ground. How about you getting fly? I'm not, I'm not having this conversation with y'all. Come on. Grow up. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back. Let's play possum. <laughs> Wendy Williams and Kevin Hunter will be bro. joining us no, this morning. We'll talk You're to them when we disrespectful. come back. Say the, say the actors' names. You don't even know their Sierra names. Sierra Morocco. Morocco. Sierra and Morocco. Now, I want to tell everybody, we in, we, we did this conversation yesterday. No, no, no. No disclaimer. Let's get into it. We did this conversation yesterday after the show. No. I was <laughs> in a mood. No, I still think Kevin Hunter is a, Kelvin Hunter is a total sucker. But... <laughs> I was a lot more triggered. That's offensive to suckers. I was a lot more triggered. I was a lot more triggered yesterday. Okay, but you know, I did some I did some uh meditation yesterday and I talked to my sacred purpose coach Yadi and I'm in a better headspace yeah. today. Well when we come back, the yaddy, actor yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. and actress that played Wendy Williams and Kevin Hunter will be yes. joining us. Kelvin. Kelvin Doodoo Brown Hunter. Please say his name correctly. 
calm down. <laughs> the actor that played Kevin. You need you to calling, meditate again. That's disrespectful to Kevin's everywhere. His name is Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. But we're going to talk for that L come and Kevin for that loser. Charlamagne right. needs a hug. <laughs> we better get, get Yadi on the phone, man. It's, it's the trippy. Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, we got to get a therapist the on the phone. Breakfast Club. Let's morning, everybody. It. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. I don't know how we made this happen. We have Wendy Williams and Kevin Hunter on the line. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Now we have the two actors that played uh, Wendy Williams, Sierra Payton, and Morocco, who played Kevin Hunter. Welcome, guys. I don't see Morocco. Morocco's on it? Yeah, he's on it. Yeah, there. he's on here. Hey, Rock. Good morning. What's up, oh, Morocco, what's up man? King? Okay, there you go. Yeah. You doing, man? Now, how did you prepare for this? We've been hearing this story for a long time. We worked with somebody that you might have heard work with Charlemagne. I mean, work with Wendy Williams, uh, Charlemagne. So, how did you guys prepare for this role? Let's start with you, Sierra. You know, it was crazy because a couple years ago, I think it was summer 2019, people started tweeting me and being like, hey, you should totally play Wendy Williams if they ever do a movie on her life. And I was like, that's so random, but yeah, that'd be dope. I'd love to to take that on. So I just started watching her again and, you know, getting myself familiar with her. And I was like, I know this audition's gonna be coming up one of these days, so I might as well just prepare. I did the audition, knocked it out, had a call back, and then I booked the role. And yeah. so, um, but then I had to step out of the role because it was uh, interfering or conflicting with uh, Tyler Perry's The Oval Season 2. So I was heartbroken. Um, but then the world fell apart. COVID happened. And uh, they all, you know, shut down and then restarted back up in August. And I was able to do it. And so my preparation just kind of started back up from there, watching her again. But um, the main thing is that I wanted to approach her as a real human being. I didn't want to just give everybody what you guys see on the TV show, what you heard on the radio back in the day. I just wanted to show a woman that has gone through some things and she just so happens to be, you know, a public figure. And um, so I just, that that's where I started from, just making her more authentic and human and then adding on all the other little pieces from there. And then I got to talk to her and that kind of solidified the, the research <laughs> and the preparation. So now, now what about you, Morocco? I know you didn't get a chance to speak to Kev, or did you? No, I didn't. I mean... Thank God. Thank God you didn't get that kind of toxicity in your life and in your energy space, sir. I don't think Charlemagne likes Kev too much, but go ahead, brother. Yeah. You know what? I got a call on, on a Monday. I was on a flight by Thursday. I had two weeks to quarantine. I couldn't find anything Yo, online. he sounds like Kev, too, yo. Yeah. He sounds like he did a He did a good job. You guys both did, but go Thank ahead. You. So I had two weeks to prepare. All I could find was like a phone call some pictures, and then I listened to interviews from what other people were saying about him. And then I kind of meshed Fat Joe and Dame Dash together. <laughs> just put it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, just give them that New York. Because I'm from Chicago, so I had to give them that New York kind of energy. So, you know, that's that's what I did, man. I can't I believe you would insult that... Fat Joe and Dame Dash like that. <laughs> I right. was telling Envy that Kevin actually didn't seem so bad, like, from watching the movie, because I know we've heard about how toxic their relationship was and Wendy's spoken about him being a cheater from the very beginning. But when you get to see how nice he was to her early on, that was interesting to me. What instructions did Wendy give you as far as playing her ex-husband? None. I didn't get to speak to, to Wendy really? at all. Really? No. I mean, as an actor, I just built it, like like Sierra said, I tried to bring some humanity to him because 
You know, these he's not human. Up. Stop it, Charlemagne. <laughs> he's not human, Morocco. Oh, <laughs> Charlemagne, I didn't get to speak to you, though. You should have called me. I don't have your number. Damn. I don't have your number. <laughs> so I, I just developed that love part of how he felt about her. And then, you know, there's that flip. And because it's lifetime, you can't get too gritty. I couldn't go full Ike Turner in there. You know, I had some stuff. They, they, I mean, they, you had a scene, though, but, yeah, you know. Stuff out. <laughs> but stuff. but it, got, it got taken out. I was going to ask that because we all we all heard stories of domestic violence, and Charlemagne has mentioned it once or twice. That would have been more accurate. Or three times or four times. But we didn't see that side. Why was that taken out? Do you know why I was taking out it? Um, that that would be a network question, but I think it's a, a time frame thing and subject matter thing as well. She so, that's she, my opinion. She probably didn't want to want to want to want to portray that, you know. And that's 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 the kind of weird part about documentaries and movies, right? Because I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna put it out there, you got to put out a hundred, not fifty, right? I would think. It's yeah. so hard because that's a long period of time to fit into a movie because that was how many years of her life from when she first started out before she was even on the radio up until mm. pretty much, that's a long time. So you, there's a lot of things I'm sure that got left out, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like 20 yeah. years, right? That you're trying to put into like a hour and a half, two hour movie. How often did you get a chance to speak to Wendy, Sierra? Did y'all speak a lot or was it just one time? And you know, how involved was she with the project? Well, we spoke twice on the phone, like four weeks before I started filming and both conversations were hours long and I mean, for me, I just wanted to sit back and listen to her retell these stories and kind of hear them from her point of view. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I think I got what I need. I think I'm ready to go rock it out. And she was just like, yeah, like, call me if you need anything. Send me a text. Like, I'm here. And that was it. You know, this is the second Wendy Williams movie that they've done. I know. And I couldn't find the first one. I was digging all around, <laughs> you know, the Internet for it. And I'm I was like, they... They hid that one from me. <laughs> yeah, Robin Givens uh, played Wendy Williams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were you a part of that one, Charlemagne? I was in it, actually. I, oh, I, I, you were in this one. Play. Oh, wait, I, hold on, Charlemagne. I got to ask you. Yes. Have you seen the movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. Ah, oh, okay, never mind. What were you going to ask him? I, I, I'll answer for him. What were you going to yeah, ask we'll him? answer for him. Have you, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Should he be surprised? He knows the story. I mean, so what? No, no. So I really, we did I, it. He I, did I, it. I know the story. Yeah, he, I don't know what Lifetime it. show. I already told him everything. So what, what was your, what was your okay. question? No, I was just wondering what he thought about, you know, his uh, his portrayal. <laughs> and, I haven't seen yeah, it. <laughs> what am Look I doing funny. in the movie? I've never seen Charlemagne with a headband on before, right? A headband? Yeah, because dude got a headband, right? <laughs> right? And he's so happy. I can't remember. Yeah, in the, in the movie, that he's so happy. Charlemagne's like this. Like, you very happy in there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. All right, when we come back, we got more with Sierra Payton and Morocco Amari. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Sierra Payton and Morocco Amari. Yee. Now, Morocco, for you playing the character of Kevin Hunter yeah. in the movie, we see that he cheats on her while she's pregnant, right? In your head, because you're playing this role, how do you justify a man doing something like that? Because you have to say, okay, I'm in character, but what is going through a man's mind when he's doing something like oh, that? Oh, shit, Morocco. This is a trick bag question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's a good question because I, I had to make a list of reasons of why he fell in love with this woman. And then I had to make a re list of reasons of why he started stepping out. So my, you know, that's a good question, Angela. Um, <laughs> And I try not to judge my characters. I just say, all right, let me just play this role and 
and live in the moment. So I don't want to tell you my secrets of why I chose as the character to step out, but it's never going to justify a man cheating on a pregnant woman. Now, Sierra, what would you, how would you feel about the person that introduced the mistress to your husband? <laughs> was that Charlemagne that did that? That was me, but I ain't telling him the f <laughs> I just introduced him. I, you know, I mean, that's like yo, this is my homegirl. It's, yo, I ain't at the time Man. he had a at the time he had a modeling agency, and mm -hmm. she, well, I guess you could say modeling agency, but and she wanted to be a model. That's why the introduction happened. I have so many questions. Let's talk, but, Sierra. And it's so funny because I was like, hmm, should I just drop in the DMs with Charlamagne and be like, yo, tell me, but then I was like, nah, let me let me create this world for myself. But no, I just wonder sometimes, you know, just all of it. How did all of that go down? Like, did you know Charlamagne? And were you like, yo, Wendy? Or you were just like, I'm just, let me just stay out of it. Oh, I know? knew, but it wasn't none of my business. You know what I'm saying? And Wendy knew mm -hmm. from the beginning too. So it would be it would be like I remember one time she left her license in I guess Wendy's car that Kev what? used to drive. Yeah. Stupid. And so she had to, she had her driver's license. So from that point on, and this had to be this was two thousand seven. Wow. Wendy Wendy knew since then. I remember when we were sitting in the studio and Wendy asking me, like, you know Sharina Hudson, such and such address. North Carolina, I know you know her because that's the Carolinas. I'm just like, I don't I don't know that person. Now in a movie, you said exactly who she was and you actually, was that him driving Wendy to um, the house? No, okay, that was, was another guy, yeah. Oh, okay, so I, I'm sorry. I, I, thought Charlamagne sure. was, I thought Charlamagne was the one that drove Wendy to the house when, when she did all that stuff, okay. Yeah, that never happened like that. Wendy knew, Wendy knew about her when he, she found her license in one of Wendy's cars, or Kev's car. It was one of their cars. And the young lady had now, left her driver's license in Charlemagne, are you are you team Wendy or team Sharina? I don't give a damn about either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, to, be, to, be to, to be totally honest with you, I don't care about either one of them. Let's not All go right. on that. I don't mean that. Girl. I don't mean that fair, in a negative way enough. either. That, I mean that, that was negative. I mean that in the most. I can't wait to talk to my therapist on Friday. I have empathy for people. Way I just don't care about. Either one of them. God now, bless them. I wish them the best. Charlamagne doesn't think he's in the dock. And I told him that he's in the documentary after the show. Yeah, I heard that. I, I haven't seen the documentary, but I heard that you are in it, Charlamagne. Well, <laughs> my lawyers my lawyers have just talked a lifetime this week. And it, it will, oh, Lord. <laughs> it's be, all good. It's all positive. It'll, we, it'll, we don't need no lawsuits. It'll be different this, it'll be different this weekend. Because <laughs> I never signed the release. But Morocco, yes, you, you talked about humanizing him mm -hmm. right and I, and listen i'm only speaking from a personal perspective because he's just <laughs> we know. A, he's a terrible human <laughs> like yeah. in every way possible and like yeah, i don't try I, I saw I, I don't judge people either because I, I i understand that folks have unhealed trauma that they haven't dealt with but he's a really 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 terrible person so at what, like judgment where did you <laughs> what did you look at that made you be able to humanize him and even find some good in him i mean the way the script was was constructed you know how they fell in love, the whole interaction. And it wasn't like I could just come in and play the one note of being a bad guy, you know what I mean? So it was just like, if I build them up on this end, then by the end of the movie, it, that, flip will, that flip will come. So, and like I said, I didn't have any guy, I had no interaction with anybody who really knew him that I could just say, yo, well, tell me about this brother. You know, the few people that kind of knew him, they gave me a few different little nuggets, but, the script and the words didn't support me being, you know, let me come in, let me just kick in the door every time I come in there. Yeah, so, there's a reason she fell in love with him. 
Yeah, that's yeah. Really and we talked a lot about that. I yeah, mean, insecurity, I mean, low on. self-esteem. It's this thing called trauma bonding, right? Yeah. People yeah, bond over and, trauma. And yeah. that was the thing. It was just between Morocco, Darren and I, like we were just like, yo, it's so it's too easy to play the one note, like mm -hmm. the hero and the bad guy. It's like, you know, how in what ways was the hero or the protagonist also the antagonist? And, you know, in what ways was the villain, you know, the the helper, the lover, you know? And so we just we were like, let, let's not make it that too on the nose, you know, for this story, you know, like, let's really show some dimension you know, let's start from a foundation of like these two people connected and bonded. They really did love each other. And then stuff just fell apart, you know, and it fell apart in the most traumatic and dramatic ways possible. And so we just, we wanted to show that instead of just being like, good guy, bad guy, good girl, bad girl, you know, like let's, let's, let's give some layers because life isn't that it's right. life is not one note like that. Yeah, I worked for them for three years. All I heard was one note, ding. Yep. Dang. Now, Dang. were you in the bedroom with them early on? He, might he have actually been. was. Yeah, he, he was. Might have been. Oh yeah, you did. You lived with them at one point. He lived in the basement. Right? They had him in the basement. Cut that scene. Cut that scene. I heard they deleted Love that from me life. coming upstairs to, to get something out the fridge. Come here, sit on my lap. I was gonna ask. There's a part where there's a, a famous picture that we always see. And I want to know why it was cut out. There's a picture of Charlemagne sitting on Wendy Williams' lap, right? Oh, yeah, I saw that you picture. You see that picture? Did, did they take that, that man, scene shut up? Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get that far today, but we did it. All right, when we come back, we got more with Sierra Payton and Morocco Amari, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Sierra Payton and Morocco Amari. Yee. And your conversations with Wendy, I'm, I'm sure you also have to think about, just like Morocco had to think about Kevin and, you know, the cheating. Why stay with somebody? She has said that she knew he had all these affairs from the beginning. It wasn't just this one woman. It was so many. What was the motivation for her to actually stay with somebody who she always knew was cheating on her? Well, I mean, from her words, a lot of it had to do with, you know, her son and trying to keep her family together. Uh, but me playing a character, again, like I had to justify that stuff too, as far as in the way in which Morocco was saying. And yeah, I mean, some of it's personal for me. I mean, I look back at some of my relationships, my past ones, and I've definitely stayed in them, you know, a year or two too long. And I'm like, what the heck was I thinking looking back? Mm -hmm. But I think each relationship, you get with somebody and you uh, you grow, you, you grow together, you grow apart. I mean, that's how that goes. and. Somebody has to be the mature one and the big enough one to uh, pull the trigger. And I think it just took Wendy a really long time to do that. Um, for me, in my interpretation of the relationship, I feel like Kevin was really the only person that she felt could protect her mm -hmm. and the only person that she trusted in that sense. I mean, she had to have trust him in some kind of way because he was also her business manager and, you know, really had her back. You know, when all of this stuff was hot on the streets and everything and people are, you know, wanting to fight her and stuff. And so to Kev ain't going to fight nobody. Something. I saw Kev get punked so many times. Oh, OK. What, okay. What, all hey, right. what about when Meth and Man came to the radio station right after Kevin had just left? Like, just, I mean, Kevin had Kevin was probably still on the street. And when I told him Meth was in the, the, the lobby, he was like, well, go see what he want. <laughs> hey, wouldn't you turn around? And come back to the station? 
After you and your okay, wife done been on the radio kicking this man's back in? He ain't do none of that. Well, in the movie, he did protect her from Total. Yeah, he protected oh, her from Total. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> now, 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 how many times did you have to practice the how you doing thing? How many times did you practice that? Not really. And not much, because it's not really in the script. I don't even think we, yeah. uh, the the version that I, we, what we finally landed on with the script, I don't think it's in there at all. So, so how you doing is not in the it. script? You never say that one time? I thought I seen you say it one oh, time. Oh, I totally just gave that away. But, uh... No, I don't think it's in there. At the end, you said... Oh, never mind. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, DJ, don't give the whole movie I'm sorry. away. Damn, right? Let Lord, me you one thing that is Charlemagne stuff. Everything. <laughs> one thing that is in the movie, though, and you said this was hard for you, is to have those big, heavy boobs that you had to carry around with you uh, throughout in the... <laughs> so how did they do that? Was that like some type of... What was that? Yo, goodness. I mean, I wish I would have kept those things, actually. That would have been fun. <laughs> um, but, um, when I look, when I did the audition, I just got a whole bunch of socks and two bras and went to stuffing. Cause as y'all can see, I have a very humble situation going on here, but haven't had any complaints. Um, <laughs> but, um, but when we finally got on set, we got some prosthetics. I actually ordered them off of Amazon. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> G's prosthetics and, uh, then socks and tape and more bras and, uh, those things, they're they're very uncomfortable. They're very heavy. I don't know how Wendy does it, but um, but it, it definitely does something to the psyche, I would say. Question, Morocco. You said you talked to a couple people about um this the sucker named Kelvin Hunter. Oh, Did anybody say anything good? No. <laughs> That's all I need to know. I need to know it ain't just me. <laughs> Even though I know the Charlemagne, answer. Charlemagne, where's your compassion and empathy? No, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with we you. We don't know what this brother's gone through. I do, but that, that's a t it's a tough one for me. I'm not gonna lie to you. I understand people have unhealed trauma, but he's really, really a terrible human. Like I've seen him be intentionally terrible to people, and even after not working with them no more, they've done things to me to like to really try to like take my head off. So has he ever done anything nice for you? Yeah, inviting me to be on Wendy's show. He put him in a basement. Back in the he day. gave him a place to live. Yeah, you had a, home, a roof over your head. But you know what? I learned a valuable lesson. Just because somebody does something good for you doesn't mean they're good for you. And if you yeah. want to see how somebody's eventually going to treat you, watch how they treat other people. He's incapable of treating anybody good. But Morocco said nobody had anything good to say about him. Was it like really bad stuff, Morocco? <laughs> you man. <laughs> Why you putting me on the spot, man? I know, right? Was it really bad stuff? You want a hug, bro? You want a hug? No one went into detail. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, you know, think Suge Knight on the East Coast. That's basically what it was. Man, please, why y'all disrespecting Suge like that? I didn't do it. I'm saying that's what people tell me, you know? It's just like, all right, cool, man. You know what I'm saying? He comes in like a bull. You know, he comes in like a bull and just like, you know, it's just being disrespectful. I'm just like, all right, cool. But, you know, like I said, the script didn't support it. I was trying to cut the crying scenes. I'm like, why is this brother crying again, man? That's only oh no, he, no, 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 no. That's true. What's true? He used to cry a lot. He was a crier. That's yo. No, I'm not even joking. That's how I know it's a lot of unhealed trauma. He's a crier. He yeah. will cry. Like boo hoo cry. Boo hoo cry. cry. Oh yes, he will. Yes, he will definitely do that. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I've seen that. I've seen him drop down. I'm knees sure we have tears. made everybody want to watch this movie on Lifetime this weekend, Saturday night, because. <laughs> Just from this conversation here, I know people want to go in and see what this movie is all about. So. And I'm not holding y'all for any uh, falsehoods in the movie. I'm not holding y'all accountable for that because y'all not responsible for that that script. Because if it was really, if they was gonna really write this movie, it would have to be with Jordan Peele, Stephen King, 
Rob Zombie, and whoever did for Colored Girls and Precious, because it's truly an African-American horror movie. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> or okay. Sierra Payton and Morocco. Uh, I'm sure people will enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Check it out this uh, week. Y'all did an amazing job. Y'all did a great job. Your Absolutely. Thank you. Even just how you guys look and how they and just your voices and everything. Mm -hmm. I just want to commend y'all for doing such an amazing job and playing the roles that you had. Thank you. All right. I just hope everybody enjoys it. Now, 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 Morocco, let me just ask you one last question, right? If you could put yourself in Kev one last time, what would you say to Charlamagne one time? Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Pause, huh? <laughs> God damn. He meant to say, Envy meant to say, if you could get back in character oh as Kevin, one last time, we would love for you to address Charlemagne as Kevin. I have no dog in that fight, man. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I'm a, I got. I, I will say I got. I got love for Wendy though. I do have love for Wendy. I actually do genuinely feel sorry for Wendy because Wendy is not. I don't think the core of Wendy is a bad person at all. I don't. But yeah. I think when you've been and around, I, feel that. I think yeah, when you've been I around somebody that. so toxic for so long, which is Kelvin Hunter, you take on some of those those traits. You become what you may hate. But I don't think when I don't think the core of her is a bad person. All right. Well, okay. Sierra Payton, Morocco, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you guys, and good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. All right. Blessings. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? How y'all feeling out there? All right. Y'all good? Mm-hmm. What's in your mouth? My brother. My brother. Your brother? What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, I'm done. All right. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Kim Kardashian. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The oh Breakfast Club. All right. Uh, 20 points for Angela Yee. <laughs> 20 points for Angela Yee. Oh, have mercy. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was oatmeal, guys. All right. I think yeah, that's I... illegal. <laughs> it is. Jeez. All right. Now, Kim Kardashian allegedly has a Kanye West exit plan ready, according to Us Weekly, a source told them. And speculation about their relationship status is going crazy right now. So she has all her financials and Kanye's financials and properties ready to be split in a very fair deal for everyone. She has all of her assets ready for when she decides to file officially. They thought she was going to file back in September, but she's holding out. And according to this source, it was Kanye telling everybody how he and Kim considered aborting North. That was the final straw. Yeah. I know y'all the Kardashians and y'all, uh, you know, do everything publicly. Plenty stories. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, yo, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, everything don't need a press release. Just go do your thing. Handy your business. Are you testing the waters? All right. <laughs> All right. Now, Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal has created the Shaq Bowl, and that's going to be instead of the Super Bowl pregame shows. Here's what he had to say to TMZ. Yeah, the Shaq Bowl is the ultimate Super Bowl kickoff show happening live before the game. All the Super Bowl pregame stuff is, is kind of boring. I don't want to make anybody mad, so we're going to change the game. I got a crazy lineup, a bunch of my close friends. It's going to feature athletes, celebrities, superstar artists across two teams competing in fun and viral challenges. My favorite part of the show, I got my guy Terrell Owens and Chad Ovalseco Johnson. They're going to you know, be hosting with me, but... I'm here for that. Shaq, okay. Shaq is never not entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's going to have uh, different events at a custom-built Shaq Bowl Stadium in Tampa. It's going to be like Anthony Anderson, Nelly, Offset, uh, Diplo, Tim Tebow, a whole lot of people. Here's what else he had to say about COVID testing. Team Kansas City, I got Diplo, 
uh, Zico Elliott, Olivia Copo, Cuevo, Steve-O, and The Miz. And then Team Tampa, I got Anthony Anderson. Oh, yeah, Drew McIntyre, yep. Melly, Offset, and Winnie Harlow. So this is all going down inside of, like, a special arena in Florida, right? Yes, I had a special arena built in Florida about 10 minutes away from, from the Super Bowl. Look, I'm having very strict COVID testing and procedures. That's good because there's not much going on in Tampa. So the fact that people are still traveling down there, hotels are like $900 a night. Flights went up in price. The people need things to do that's safe. So shout to, to Shaq for that. Yeah, but what do you, what, when you say uh, safe COVID testing, people can't just pull up to that venue, I'm sure, right? You're not going to just be able to pull up to the Shaq Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you, you probably got to so? buy tickets and it'll be a smaller capacity. Mm. I'm sure it'll be 30, 30% or something like that, 40% or 20%. Shaq is really good at that kind of stuff, though. Shaq don't get enough credit for all the comedians he broke, too, back in the day when he used to do the uh, Shaq All-Star yeah, the comedy Shaq, special. Yeah, Shaq All-Star comedy I mean, that special. Was, that was like one of Kev's, Kevin Hart's first really big looks. Yeah, I think Bill Bellamy hosted that, right? I don't remember. Yeah. All right, now, if y'all recall, he had come under some fire for his comments to Donovan Mitchell, just as a refresher, it was this. Part of this is Shaq. I said tonight that uh, you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. I said it on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? All right. That's it. That's it? All right. That's it. Okay, cool. I, I mean, I wanted you to hear it. I've been hearing, well, Shaq, I've been hearing that since my rookie year. You know, I'm just going to get okay, better and well, do what I do. Good. At the end well, of the day. Well, that's what I wanted you to hear you say. Yes, Love sir. your game, brother. Keep it up. Appreciate it. Why was he under fire for telling the truth? Well, some people are saying that young players are so sensitive, but LeBron James took to social media and said there's a difference between constructive criticism and soft hating, though. I've seen it both ways come my way, mostly the hate. You can hear it in their delivery. Kevin Durant said the Moheads need to go enjoy retirement. These boys have coaches they work with every day. LOL. Oh, God. And <laughs> what's better than a coach? A guy who has all the NBA experience that Shaq has, who has four championships, an MVP trophies. A legend, What's wrong an icon in this sport. If he tells you something nine times out of ten, you need to listen. Absolutely. And guess what? Kevin Durant now, and LeBron James going to be in that same position in like 10, 15 years. Now, Donovan Mitchell's teammate, Mike Conley, said, I've been a big fan of Don's and seeing the way he's grown even before he was here. I don't know how you can make a statement like that regarding his progress at such a young age. He's gotten better every year. So I mean, those yeah, are some of the comments. He has gotten better every year, but I mean, Shaq's comments should push him to get to the next level. Everybody gets it. LeBron got it. KD got it. All of them got mm -hmm. it. And whether they want to admit it or not, all of that criticism fueled them in some way, shape, or form. I know it did. Had to. It always right. does. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Who are you giving that donkey to, Charlemagne? Um, Ethan Fournier. I need him to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. He's a police officer in the great state of Florida. I don't even want to call him a police officer no more. He's on paid administrative leave right now. He shouldn't be on the force anymore, period. We'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Audible is the best audio entertainment all-in-one app. Bestsellers, new releases, plus thousands of included titles to enjoy all you want. There's a list for every mood and every moment. Start a free 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitch. <laughs> Donkey of the day. 
with Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. This thing on. Yes, donkey today for Thursday, January 28th goes to Officer Ethan Fournier. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right because we need to know this sucker's full name. Okay, Ethan Fournier is a police officer in Florida. What does your Uncle Shala always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. But Florida being full up is no excuse for what I witnessed this yellow-bellied coward of a man do. See, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement has Ethan Fournier under investigation. I don't know who this chicken-hearted wimp Ethan Fournier thinks he is. Sorry, Peter. I know you think using animal insults uh, to humans perpetuates speciesism. But when you see things like what, what we witnessed at Liberty High School, understand this is why they call cops pigs in the street. Okay, I wish I didn't even watch this video. I kept trying to scroll past it because the way my anxiety is set up, when I see what happened to that young girl, I immediately start thinking about my three daughters. I immediately start thinking mm -hmm. about my wife. I immediately start thinking about all my women friends. And every time I see situations like that, I say to myself, in that moment, if I was there, what would my last minutes on earth be like? Because I'm probably going to die. See, this gutless goof of a man, Ethan Fournier, got possessed by the spirit of Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle, the big show, Lex Luger. But even in wrestling, I don't think this would ever be a matchup. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we would ever see Mark Henry in a wrestling ring body slamming Charlotte Flair. Could be wrong, okay? Because that's what we witnessed Ethan Fournier do at Liberty High School. Uh, I refuse to call him officer anymore because he shouldn't be an officer anymore after what I witnessed. Let's go to WESH NBC2 for the report, please. This is the video under investigation. You can see the white deputy who's been identified as Ethan Fournier slamming the black female student into the ground headfirst before putting her hands behind her back. According to sheriff's officials, Fournier was trying to break up an incident between the girl and another student before he took further action. They say Fournier has been with the agency for about 10 years and has no history of any misconduct. He is so? now on paid administrative leave. We reached out to FDLE who responded saying we are investigating. It's a use of force case. That's all the information we're releasing at this time. Now, sheriff's officials say the girl's parents are aware of the situation. They say that she was medically attended at the scene and that she is doing okay. You see how the spin is already in? They said he has no history of any misconduct. No, he's never been, on, he's never been caught on camera before. Okay, so you don't wake up and just randomly start doing things like this to young children, the little black girls, okay? This is the kind of stuff you do when you have zero regard for a human's life, all right? So many things should have stopped you from doing this. Number one, you're an adult, she's a child, okay? Number two, you're a man, she's a little girl. Her name can't even be released because she's a minor, all right? Number three, you're a police officer and she's a civilian. Not just a civilian, an underage minor civilian who was in a, who was in an altercation with another student. Okay, I'm almost positive a police officer with a simple stop would have worked, all right? Let me tell you something. I know you're wearing your uniform, you have your badge, but you're still a man. And as a man, you should understand the laws of being human, the laws of nature. Can you imagine Ethan Fournier? You, Ethan, can you imagine someone doing that to your sister, your daughter, your niece? Can you imagine someone doing what you did to that young girl, to a young girl close to you that you love? You would want to kill them, right? No questions asked. You would want to cause them the same pain that you caused that young girl. So if those students would have jumped you at that school or if that young lady's father, uncle saw you in the street and grabbed you and slammed you on your head and left you lying there unconscious, would it or would it not be justified? Let me answer that for you. Hell yes. Okay, this is what I don't understand about police officers sometimes. Okay, before you are anything else, you are a human. 
That uniform don't make you invincible. It's not a free pass to do whatever you want, when you want, however you want. But more importantly, where is your compassion as a human? Where is your empathy as a human? There's just certain things you shouldn't be able to do unless you're a cold-blooded sociopath. You know what I mean? And I often don't know if cops are sociopaths or psychopaths because I've read that some experts see sociopaths as hot-headed. All right? They act without thinking about how others will be affected. This is what I saw in Ethan Fournier. Psychopaths are more cold-hearted and calculating. They carefully plot their moves and use their aggression in a planned-out way to get what they want. I see police officers moving like that, too. So basically, are we being protected by psychopaths? Are we being served by sociopaths? I just don't know what to do when I see stuff like this except pray that the young lady he did that to was Haitian. And her family in Florida have been praying and doing animal sacrifices all night. I want to see Ethan Fournier coughing up frogs. Okay, Haitian massive in Florida, get to work. You don't know what black girl magic is until you violated a Haitian woman. All right, I pray this young lady was Haitian so Ethan wakes up one day and doesn't know the difference between his ass and his mouth. Okay, wake up and don't know where to put your toothbrush. Now, Sheriff Marco Lopez told reporters that Ethan is innocent until proven guilty. No, the hell he's not. Okay, we've all got eyes and we watched the video. He's guilty and he shouldn't be on paid administrative leave. He should just leave, fire him, arrest him. Until police officers are held accountable in real tangible ways, this type of behavior will never cease. Let me stop working myself up because sadly, this is all I got. All right, it's the norm, but it's not normal. And I don't know what will make it in. But in the case of Ethan Fornia in Florida, a voodoo doll with a pin where his penis would be is a great place to start. Please let Remy Ma give Ethan Fournia the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? Come on. Get to work. All right. Find a piece of his hair somewhere. All right. All right. Thank you for that donkey yes, today. Mm-hmm. Up next is Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's, it's The Breakfast Club. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Ye, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Uh, this is James from Oklahoma City. Hey, what's your question for Ye? Should I just leave it alone with my ex, or should I try to do one more thing to show her that I really want to be with her? So why are y'all not together? It was my fault at the time. Uh, my mother passed, and I messed around and ended up cheating. And you know the whole trust thing and all that got into the way, got in the way, and now it's like just a whole bunch of mess. Really. I'm sorry. Condolences about your mom. What does that have to do with the cheating? I'm just curious. Uh, I was feeling some type of way because I remember trying to console her and just console in her and tell her how I was feeling and she just called me just outright crazy and looked at me like something was wrong with me by me just trying to express to her how I was feeling. And I just felt like I couldn't even talk to her no more and everything else. So I literally just kind of shut down. And so now and you I, want her back? Yeah. I, honestly, okay. I never wanted no one else. I just wanted to be with her. Like this kind of been ongoing for the past two years kind of on again off again really and okay. just like literally we still i've still been getting like christmas gifts birthday gifts for her helping out with the bills and stuff like that 
Does she reciprocate? Yeah, like, does she get you gifts as well? Y'all are still in communication? I mean, we only kind of really mostly talk when it's about, like, situations showing up, like, with the bills and whatnot. But for the most part, not really. Sometimes we'll hang out because she has a son and I'm really close with him. So, like, me and him will be hanging out and stuff like that. And then, like, she want to do stuff with us and... Yeah. You know what? Let me it, just it, say a couple of things here. So you're still paying her bills. She doesn't want to be with you, it feels like, right? She is, does it feel like you're making any headway as far as... Because cheating is a tough thing for a woman to get over. And sometimes you do have to be persistent and consistent for a woman to finally be like, okay, now I'll at least give him another chance. How long ago was this cheating? I want to say now it's been about three years ago. Years ago. Okay. So it doesn't, yeah. do, do you feel like she might want to be with you or is she giving you any indication? Are you physically active with each other? Yeah, no, we haven't been physically active for a while. And I feel like she does. It's just when me and her are together and we're like hanging out sometimes and we're going out and doing stuff, I get the vibe like maybe she wants to, but she's hesitant. I'm honestly not sure. And because it's been really drawn out so long, I honestly came up with the idea of I'm going to do some, one, one big old grandiose thing for Valentine's Day. Then I'm going uh, how she responds to that. If she wants to rock with it and us move forward, go with it. If not, just completely part ways and we can figure out right. the real situation later. It's hard because there's no timetable on when somebody gets over somebody cheating on them. And I don't know how bad this was, you know, for her and what she's been going through in her head. I don't know if she's seeing anybody else. She probably loves the fact that you and her son are close and she's comfortable with you, but maybe she's over it. I mean, I can't really tell you those things. I can tell you that at least y'all are seeing each other and speaking to each other. You're still paying her bills, which I think is a little weird. Before all that happened, like, we were trying to move forward with our lives, and then that kind of shattered. I'm not going to lie. When my mother passed, that kind of shattered me, and mm-hmm. we were still trying to move forward and stuff like that. And I always said, like, regardless of if anything happened between me and her, I was still trying to take care of my responsibilities. So when we parted ways, okay. I, it's not really bills. It's mostly just, like, the car payment and the phone mm-hmm. I take care of because I put the phone. I got her a phone and put it in my name and I got the car and I put it in my name and I just been taking care of those things and then like when stuff pop up for her and her son I still help out with things like that okay I'm gonna say this if you want to do something for her for Valentine's Day then if you're doing that from out of the goodness and kindness and love from your heart then you should do it I would do it without expecting anything in return or having any high expectations if you want to do something nice then do it but don't do it for the reason of I'm trying to do this so that I can get this out of it. And you can see what happens. But I also feel like sometimes you have to be away from somebody for them to realize how much they miss you and from a distance and give her some time to get over things and still let her know that you're there for her and you're waiting in case she changes her mind. But sometimes somebody's there with us all the time and it kind of doesn't make us feel any urgency. Well, I feel like I've I've done kind of both of those because at one point in time, I literally, like, left, left the house, everything. I didn't contact her, nothing. All I was doing was just, all right, cool. And I left, like, now I got my own place and everything else. And i only been coming back by here recently because, like, her son been calling for me and stuff like that. I've been having more time off from work. 
So I've been trying mm-hmm. to, you know, keep it with him and things like that, stay engaged with him. So we were, like, for the longest time, he honestly thought I was his father. So, right. you know okay. what I mean? And I didn't want to mess none of that up. It does take time for somebody to get over cheating. So just if you want to have the patience to wait it out, that's on you. It may happen. It may not happen. I know people who three years later got back together. So we don't know how much time it's going to take and you have to be patient with her and it might not happen, but you have to realize that that's kind of because of your actions. So, you know, you can't predict what she might do. All you can do is be a great person moving forward and do things out of the kindness and goodness of your heart and show how much you love and care. And if it doesn't work, there's nothing you can really do about it. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. All right, ask 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello, my name is Ashley. Hey, Ashley, what's your question for Yee? Okay, so I'm in a relationship. I already have a baby with my boyfriend. Just found out that I'm about five weeks pregnant. We're considering abortion. Um, I have another guy in my life who wants to take care of me and both of the kids. And I have no idea what to do. All right. So there's a lot going on here. A, you're in. are you in a relationship with the father of your child, your child that's on the way? Yes. Okay. And you're not happily in a relationship? You want to break up? See, the problem is we can't afford another baby right now. We are actually not even in our home home right now. We're hopping from couch to couch. Okay, so I think first thing you need to do is make a decision on what you want to do about um, this pregnancy, which is your own personal decision, whatever it is that you decide to do. That's for you to decide. Secondly, if you're not sure about which guy you want to be with, maybe it's best for you to be single for a little while and clear your head. Agreed. Because it's not urgent for you to make a decision right now today if you're not sure. And it's okay for you to be interested in somebody else and not know if you want to be with your man. But I think you have to handle these things separately. A, decide what you want to do about your pregnancy. That has nothing to do with a new man. That has to do with you and your own personal decision. B, decide what you want to do in your relationship. If you're interested in somebody else, that might be an indication that there's some issues going on with you and the man that you're with now. If that's not who you want to be with, that's a whole separate issue. But never leave someone for someone else. You leave that person because you're not happy with him or you work on it and figure out if it can work out. But right now, sometimes the grass looks greener on the other side. You got a lot of different things going on in your life, a lot of stress. I don't know if it's the best time to make a decision about a relationship. Okay. So I don't want you to be lying and sneaking around because that's even worse. You got to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the, that was the, I'm, that was the, I'm about to cheat the day laugh. <laughs> who was that? Who was that? that was you? you just came from cheating. <laughs> you think it's funny? You, you really me. just came from cheating? I'm just saying it's not fair. What? You guys already have a child together. You don't want to lie to him, <clears throat> and you don't want to lead him on. That's not fair. That could really destroy your relationship as parents. Because no matter what, you are going to have to deal with this man, and he at least deserves for you to be honest. True, true. It's not that I think it's funny. It's more of I'm an extremely nervous laugh than an actual it's funny laugh. Oh, that's my that's me I, all day. I, I get it. Yeah. I cannot sit down and have this conversation with him because I know how he is going to respond and it will not be good. 
listen, you have to, if that's what you want. And you don't have to tell him I'm seeing somebody else. You can just say, I'm not sure what I want to do with our relationship. Let's just pause that and see if we can co-parent. Okay. He don't got to know everything, but you know, take your time, girl. Don't just don't lie and don't sneak around because it's just going to end up being a huge mess. And it's such a relief sometimes to just tell the truth. Okay. You know, she's coming from cheating right now, right? You well, you know, I'm, not, I'm really, really not. I'm not. Mm. I'm not. I promise I'm not. Mm. <laughs> it's not. Listen, doing the right thing isn't always the easiest thing. That is very true. Especially when that d- good, right? Okay, girl. Okay. <laughs> okay. Man, shut up. I'm, I'm talking to her. He she know what ner- I mean. He got that nervous laugh again. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He got nervous. <laughs> Earlier, he had his brother in his mouth. <laughs> Guys, kinky, man. Well, thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, no problem. Have a good one. All right, Asky, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, Michael B. Jordan said that he would return for Black Panther 2. Find out what he had to say about that potential. All right, we'll get into that next. Is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has well, Kevin Hart announced that he has a podcast coming and his first guest is Seinfeld. So they announced the debut of the podcast, Inside Jokes with Kevin Hart, but it looks like he has to change the name of it. Yes, because my guy Andrew Schultz had a um, had a, a show on YouTube called Inside Jokes mm. that's got millions and millions of views. But I know that's not Kev's fault. Kev got a big team, so somebody saw that and ran with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it wasn't Kev. All right, now Game of Thrones, there's an animated series reportedly in the works at HBO Max. Now, Envy, I know that was your show. Yes. Uh, I don't think I'll be hype about an animated movie, um, honestly, but I mean, it might be good, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, now Chris Tucker also is talking about how he was only paid $10,000 for his role on Friday. He said he just wanted the opportunity. You know, sometimes when God bless you, man, you he bless you more than what you can even dream. And that's one of those things because it was just a small movie. We filmed it in 20 days and I didn't get, you know, about $10,000 for it or whatever. I didn't care. I just was, I wanted the opportunity. The movie cost, they told, well, they got different stories, but it was either $2 million or $3 million to do. We only, I know we had 20 days because the director reminded me every day. We got 20 days, man. It's not all about the money. I'm sure we've all done things that had nothing to do with money, just the, the look or just because you wanted to be a part of it. I tell people all the time, you have to recognize opportunity when there is not a paycheck attached to it because sometimes that opportunity is priceless and it will lead to bigger and better things. In the case of Chris Rock, that was absolutely true. But I definitely... Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Chris Rock too, though. Well, Chris Tucker in this case. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to know how much that movie cost because I was told it cost 100000 to make. Back, well, he back said then. the entire budget was two to three million dollars. I know, and that they were so regimented with finances that they could only uh, allow them two takes for each scene. And if you messed up, you just would get cut out. Get DJ Pooh on the phone. DJ Pooh would know. Salute to my guy, DJ Pooh. Him a cube. Yes. All right, now Country Wayne. He was on lip service and he was shooting his shot. You know the comedian Country at Wayne. Jeff Hilarious. No, at Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. Now, Megan Thee Stallion's birthday is the day after Valentine's Day. What do you think would be a great gift for him? 
man, I got to send her some words. I'm going to send her a voice message. Hey, Megan, on everything I love, like, I'm not talking to your flesh. I'm talking to your spirit. Cause your spirit is the reason why your flesh is so beautiful. <laughs> Nobody buying that crap. I know what uh-huh. it need, and I know actions speak louder than words. But so right now, I'm being faithful to you, not oh even goodness. being with you yet. Because <laughs> I'm working on you. So I'm, I'm continuing to working on me so I could be the only one for you. <laughs> so right now, I'm with you in spirit until the day that we get together in flesh. Yo. Drop one of clues bombs for Country Wayne. I can see why he got 12 kids. <laughs> yo. Okay. It's 10 kids. 10 kids. <laughs> that reminds me of when we first started working. Yo, 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 relax, my G. Listen, I never heard <laughs> I never heard Country Wayne talk publicly about Jess Hilarious like that. Now, let me see you talk to her spirit, damn it. Okay. Well, they're not together anymore. <laughs> they be in videos all the time, doing videos mm-hmm. and stuff now. Let me see well, he said it's spirit. just a business. He, he said it's just a business deal, and they're not together. And uh-huh. he had to convince her to just do that because it was good to bring in the money. Oh well, make sure you check out Jess Hilarious podcast, Carefully Reckless, available on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Speaking of business, mm-hmm. new episode dropped yesterday. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, now Michael B. Jordan said that he would return for Black Panther 2. He said, we did create a family. He spoke with people, and he said, that's something that is very, very near and dear to my heart for a lot of obvious reasons. And he talked about, I had a really tough year losing somebody close to me, Chadwick Boseman. And what that means for that franchise is it was devastating. But being in that world and a character that I love playing and working with Ryan Coogler and all that good stuff, it's family. We created a family over there. So to be able to be in that world again is something that I think will always be on the table in some, some capacity. Yeah, Can they make, make that happen? Yeah, because Killmonger came back quite a, quite, a, quite a few times in the Black Panther comic book. You know, they have like the uh, the resurrection altar. And, and Wakanda. So Killmonger's come back before. What, what about get, Black Panther, though? What do you mean? The player the, who Chadwick Boseman played. What yeah, about yeah, him? I don't, what, I, I what, don't know what how, you do with that character? I don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, Sherry has been Black Panther in the comic books. Killmonger's even been Black Panther in the comic books. I don't know how they're going to how they're going to do that for part two. I heard they're, they're going to explore the world of Wakanda, which is actually, that's been a line of comic books, too, the world of Wakanda. So who knows? We'll see. World of Wakanda starts right, at the Lodge, which is dope. Another show that has been renewed that's coming back for a season two is, of course, Bridgerton. And y'all know I'm a big fan of that show. People were DMing me saying they was up late watching it because of me, and they really enjoyed it. So one thing uh, that the star of the show, uh, who plays Daphne Bridgerton, her name is uh, Phoebe Dynavore in real life. She said that she had so many sex scenes, and she had a solo sex scene, and she said that she was told that she should orgasm. She said the stage directions are very specific. You have to have an orgasm. It's a difficult thing to rehearse, which means you don't. You just do it. So they actually had a <laughs> who can just do that intimacy. On cue? <laughs> she had they had an intimacy coordinator on set, a woman, and I think what happened was they had everybody else leave the room. It was women in the room so that they didn't have like a male director. You know, time to have an orgasm. She couldn't fake and it. So like, why couldn't she fake it? Show show us how. Envy. How would you do it? How would you fake it if it was you? Yeah, why are you looking at Go me, Go ahead man? and do it, right. man. Why you got shame? No, you do it. No. No. I'm not an actor. You've been in movies. Now <laughs> you guys are shy. <laughs> go ahead. You yeah. want us to turn off? We can turn off the audio. You guys go ahead. No one's listening. <laughs> Yo, you guys are kinky. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yo, the, funny, the funniest thing is watching his gears grind as he contemplates it. <laughs> he definitely is thinking about it. <laughs> What's he not? He's definitely thinking about it. He licked it. his lips yeah. and everything. <laughs> You made me feel a couple All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that rumor uh, report over yet? 
Uh, it can be, yes. That's it. We're good. If you're not, not going to climax that, I'm, we'll do it. I'm not climaxing. All right, Revolt, thank you so much. Everybody else, the mix is up next. Happy birthday to Rakim. Happy birthday to J. Cole. Happy birthday to Rick Ross. Oh, man, I see it's some legendary MCs born days. Okay, mm-hmm. those are some MCs, MCs right there. Drop on the three clues bombs for all three of them. All three of them. All right. Well, let's get to the mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. And I want to shout out everybody in Detroit again because my private label store is open officially in Detroit on 8 Mile and DeQuinder. So I will be out there for a week. We're going to do some special things and giveaways before Valentine's Day. So look forward to that. And wait till y'all see my wig. I got my first ever wig from private label and it is 55 inches. You got a 55 inch wig on right now? It's not on yet, but you'll see it. It's amazing. I'm excited. All right. And also shout out to Morocco Amari and Sierra Painton. About time you put some respect on that young man's name. Kevin Hunter. You ain't been putting no respect on that man's name all morning. Who? Morocco. I said Morocco. No, you kept saying we got Kevin Hunter, Kelvin Hunter and Wendy Williams on the show today, okay? People texting asking if they really going to be there. (laughs) All right? No, they're playing Wendy Williams and Kelvin Hunter in the movie. They know what I mean. It's a good headline. It's a great headline. It was a great tease. Great tease. All right. Well, there'll be... uh, Shout to them for joining us and make sure you check out the Wendy Williams documentary. Charlemagne's in that as well. I'm not in the documentary anymore, sir. I seen you in it. I don't care what you saw. I'm telling you right now, I'm not in the documentary anymore. Right? Let's release that part. You said what? We should put it on social. I mean, what's he doing? I didn't see the documentary yet. What's he doing? About how great Kelvin Hunter is and how Kelvin Hunter Uh-oh. game is start and that Kelvin never, Hunter's like a brother to him. That's not true at all. Kelvin, a brother. Uh, that yep. is definitely not true. That's true. Just because that's your brother doesn't mean you always get along. That is not true. Listen, and that, and just he because somebody and just because somebody does something good for you doesn't mean that they are good for you. And that is absolutely the situation with a uh, Kelvin L Hunter, and the L stands for loser. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Well, when we come back, positive notice the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do. Uh, the positive note is simply this. It is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?